Hello, and welcome to Landscape of Fear, a 1D bait production by Gabe the Guide. You can find episodes weekly for the next three months here on 1D bait or on my YouTube channel, Gabe the Guide, where I will be checking for comments that you can address to me. The goal of this short campaign was to showcase some of what Jacob and I have been talking about in the podcast, hopefully open a dialogue between listeners and myself over on YouTube, and finally to entertain. I am by no means a professional sound editor, nor are my players professional actors, so I would ask that you keep an open mind while listening. There are going to be plenty of hiccups and background noises that I hope you will graciously tolerate. Furthermore, this will not interrupt the bi-weekly aspect of our podcast where Jacob and I discuss tabletop gaming and other related subject material. If you are here to listen to that and not to us gaming, I think that's perfectly acceptable, and I hope that this doesn't dissuade you from continuing to do so. I have attempted to leave as many silly moments and mistakes in as possible for a learning environment, and I've encouraged my players to simply play as they would normally. For that reason, there will be foul language and some instances of gore or violence. Please use your discretion in listening. But, for the next 12 weeks, welcome to Landscape of Fear. Kier Hall, where our adventure begins, the dwarven halfling settlement a hundred years in the making. Dense clods of buildings in its center reveal a thriving young town, quickly doing its damnedest to be heralded as a metropolis. A man-made river plunges through it, bisecting it from the farmlands on the eastern shore. Small bergs of exquisite buildings and manufacturing compounds dominate the northern side, whilst quaint halfling estates sit lonesome and proud across the river with farms. Smoke rises from the south, below the curve of the river, in which the Dwarven guilds have proudly made their presence known to the realm through the refinement of the mysterious ore, Coronite. Welcome to Galantor, Landscape of Fear. So, in the beginning of our adventure, uh, the, the camera sort of is going to zoom in on a portion of, of Kier Hall. Uh, the town that we have so wonderfully made together. Uh, an entire block of tinker workshops and planned buildings dedicated to the promotion of technology, specialing in Coronite modifications, makes this the noisiest part of Cure Hall. A double long block of buildings and workshops, somewhat independent of each other, span the row of buildings, sheds, and awnings with a big dose of work ethic. Furnaces are roaring at every turn, homunculi chitter and flit about carrying spanners and wrenches. Gnomes banter, steam billows. This is a place of work, but the interior of the block is even busier with the big inventions most don't get to see. Tucked away in a small corner is Revius. Ashley, would you describe your character for me? Absolutely. So Revius is this deep garnet skin tiefling with uh, black sort of quiffed hairstyle and horns that are fairly straight and long almost like a gazelle's. They go from red to brown. Um, he has sharp, piercing yellow eyes, thanks to his devilish bloodline, and a triangular, fine-boned face. He is an average of five foot six inches tall, fairly lanky and skinny in frame, and he likes to keep his appearance very clean. He usually wears a very casual, professional clothing, muted colors, a collared shirt with suspenders and a top coat. Excellent. And who is your mentor? 
oh, I've actually forgotten his name, and that's impossible because I know what I named him. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, you, you, you got me pretty good. Uh, Lenford Kravitas, a, a small halfling. Uh, he's not as meticulous as you. It's actually kind of sloppy in appearance, and it probably bothers you. He barges into your workshop, and he, he begins to poke at things of yours on your tables, and uh, he comes over to you. He looks up at you, and he says, So, have you finished it? Um, well, actually, I had a bit of trouble last night. You see, the uh, the mechanism that we talked about, it's really being finicky, and it's not liking the mechanical throwback that I wanted to integrate. You you know, Rivius, I've really tried with you. I, I have. But you're always adapting and using these old old techniques. That they're, they're just useless. They're just... Why? Why do you do this? Why do you do this to me? I'd, I apologize, but I, I really thought this could have a great use. I mean, we... We've come so far with Cornite, but I'm down here in the basement where I need to think of other things. I... I'm not sure if I... My apologies, that's Mr. Lenford. That's more like it. Uh, by the end of the day, yes? An, an update? Yes, sir. Okay, very good. Uh, and without another word, Lenford Kravitas, uh, the obnoxious halfling turns on his heel and departs from your workshop uh, we zoom out and zip across Kier Hall from about you were about in the you're about in the center of the town right in the most densest clod of buildings like the residential areas uh, and we swing our way over to a peculiar building it's a little bit north there is uh a good crowd of people around, but they're they're mostly residential. They're just people living their lives or heading to and fro or going to the bathhouse or home. Um, and we zoom in on an academy of high study in all things alchemical, magical, and historical. The Academia Ens Primum stands proudly in the residential district, just below the mercantile squares. The building is made of stones from the Stellan Plains to the west, and it becomes quickly apparent to any passerby that this place is intentionally gaudy in the way it looks over top its surrounding homes. The round field stones set with mortar, the iron fencing, the scholarly types sitting on stone benches along the street muttering quietly to themselves. It stands four stories high and sports wrapping balconies around each floor with gleaming white light lanterns at the corners. At the very top, there appears to be a flat roof with guardrails and some sort of long steel apparatus. Some claim it's used to harness the lightning itself. Outside, on one of those very benches, is our player Bryce, Alaric, sitting uh, with some books in hand and a bag of his belongings and items that he needs to do whatever he needs to do with as he gallivants the forests and whatnot. And a stern woman stands across him with a narrow face, and she's looking down at him. And she has her arms crossed across her chest, and she's tapping her foot furiously. Alaric, Astrid Freehold, your mother, asks you, And what are you doing with your day now? Uh, <clears throat> uh, yes, you see, uh, I've become a courier uh, of sorts. I've been tasked with, uh, oh, just 
deliveries, uh, much like the mail, but uh, between establishments here. So you'll find me uh, these days just uh, delivering packages uh, to and from residents of the city. It pays well. It pays well. You sound just like your father. Why don't you go traipsing in the forest with him some more? She puts a hand to her forehead, uh, and she sort of squeezes her the bridge of her nose and says, You have so much wasted potential. Well, I know that you uh, have taught me a decent number of things so far, and your life here is uh, in the academia, and, you know, maybe, uh, maybe I'll learn a thing or two, but uh, I'm happy where I am. Well, if your happiness is all that matters to you, fine. And she turns on her heel and walks away. You might notice the theme here. Uh, as she does, a couple students of the academia sort of run away at her approach. Like they're like you can tell they're not running in terror, but they're it's like avoiding the professor you don't want to see at school. Um, would you describe yourself for me, Alaric? Yeah, Alaric is a uh, young mid-twenties human uh, with a short beard and uh, scraggly uh, brown hair, bangs uh, covering the forehead, um, dark clothing, uh, kept close to the body to be able to uh, move when needed, and a series of uh, pouches at easy access both along the shoulder and along the waist and um, strappy sandals, also able to uh, to move. Mm. Can't leave home without your sandals. Indeed. Very good. Uh, we zoom out again, looking at the top of Kier Hall, the, the grand bustling small town that's not so small anymore. And we go even farther north uh, and then zip across the river to Hafton, where the halflings hide away from all the the grime of the city and they get their sort of hobbiton-esque village of their own. One of the few structures in Kier Hall with a true tower attached to it. The tower it's oh well that's Greg's. I failed. I'll edit this part out. Riverfront property of the Bowright noble family is framed by two mossy stone bridges that land on either side of the in their industrial plaza across the river. The estate itself is generous, with two large sprawling buildings that house the small family. Tall walls and judiciously clean trim pattern the outside of the estate with razor-steep pitched roof lines and outstanding turrets. The home itself conforms to no pattern but the whim of its creator in a manner both elegant and costly. Servants are always on the scene, tending to the yard or preparing the coaches to take a bow right into town over their private bridge. Tegan, you are seated in the foyer across from your father, who is looking out the window, wondering what his neighbors are up to. Uh, you're, you're both halflings, so they're low windows, but he's still up on his tippy toes. He's wearing like a, a coat jacket, but he doesn't have pants on. He's just completely embraced retirement. Fantastic. That, that's what I'd expect from my father. Yeah. He's not going to go outside like that, of course. He has, you know, an image to maintain. But he turns to you and says, Tegan, you know, it's just such a beautiful day. And I'm here with my beautiful daughter. And, well, what are those good-for-nothing neighbors up to? 
I stand up and I, I go over to the window. I'm a little bit taller than him, so I don't need to stand on my tippy toes. Mm-hmm. And I don't see anybody out there, so I turn and look <laughs> at him. And I go, Papa, I think they're actually out at the market. The market? Blast! I know they're up to something. They're going to throw an extravagant feast and outdo me again. Well, I won't have that, Tegan. I won't have it at all. You should come into the markets with me today. You and me. Father-daughter. I'd love nothing more than to spend some time with you, Papa. My adoring daughter. Ha! All right, I have to fetch my pants. <laughs> that would be that would be wise. Very well. I wonder what your sister's doing today. You know what? Today's not a day for business. No, it's not. Let Saris deal with it herself. Yes. We'll get half a lamb. Yes. Only half? You're right. A whole lamb. Should we get it living? No, I get attached if they're still alive. Anyway, off I go. You you hear your your German shepherd uh, sort of grumbling from the other end of the room, and it follows him upstairs to his bedroom. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. You now have a German shepherd. It's Fantastic. Only... Yeah. Uh, could you describe yourself for us? Yeah, so... Uh, today, Tegan would be wearing uh, her hair up. Typically, it's it's pretty long, but she's wearing her hair up and tied behind a multicolored bandana. Um, and what she's wearing is a pretty elegant dress. Typically, she wouldn't be wearing these kind of clothing if she's going out and doing um, adventuring things, but she likes to appear different, so that way nobody suspects her if she's actually out smuggling. Mm-hmm. So um, she's garnished with a bunch of rings on her one hand and a, and a golden necklace that uh, was her mother's. Hmm. And then she also has, um, she's wearing sandals as well. Like uh, I, I imagine them as like Roman, Roman uh, styled sandals that go up to your uh, ankle. Okay. So. Excellent. Okay. I, I should also add um, Tegan. Would you yes. prefer me to call your character Tegan or TJ out of character? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, TJ. Okay. TJ, you, on this day, have a piece of map. I don't know where you keep it when you're wearing a dress. I'm not going to get into that. But it's burning There's a hole. in this dress. Okay, it's burning a hole in your pocket. I was going to say metaphorical or otherwise, but... You cannot wait to investigate this map. And you also, as I am understanding it, tell very few people about it. Yes. Okay. It's uh, one of those things. It's It's been a family, not a family, family secret, but me and Nork kind of decided to keep it private between just us. Mm-hmm. So. So. Last but not least... The camera will zoom out over top the town again and soar down to the southern end, just along the river. 
not quite the bend, but why not? Just around the river bend, where there is uh, the refinery factories pumping out smoke and dumping chemicals into the, the, bo the bottom of the river that goes away from the town. But still in the town proper, uh, there is a large compound. Uh, it's almost the size of a block. And within it, one of the few structures in Kirhall with a true tower attached to it. The tower itself knives its way upward into the sky and has a large golden fin at the top that gleams brightly in the midday sun. On the courtyard, in the bright morning light, it shines down like a sundial for prayer. The white granite and gilded roof lines display the pure excellence of a bright day and are muted on cloudy or rainy days alike. However, today, it is sunny. A great domicile resides on the southern end of the temple for squires and pages, and the main body is filled with offices for higher officials and a great chapel for worship and prayer. Kopesh, you are standing out front of the doors on door duty. There is a chipper old dwarf looking at you, his eyes glinting with mischief and happiness as he approaches from afar and he says, Kopesh! What? You're, you're muted. Oh. Ah, sorry. I was, <laughs> I was looking, I was all distracted. I don't know what's going on today. It's just such a lovely day. I can barely focus. I know how you feel. I remember door duty. It's quite, hmm, something. <laughs> how are you doing today, Father? Oh, I'm doing just fine. I, I just wanted to stop and see you. I was reminded of something today. Would you take a walk with me? Um, you, you know, if I leave door duty, they're gonna they're gonna hit me pretty badly. Mm. You know, I've been I'm, I'm still on thin ice, Father Creel. So you gotta be careful. You passed my test this time. Ooh, don't do that to me. <laughs> I'm not ready for this. Come on. Oh, you'll be fine. Anyway, so he looks out across the courtyard, and there is a statue in the middle of the courtyard. It's just sort of this immaculate lawn with this beautiful statue. And of course, at the right time of day, the the sun sort of goes across it from the sundial. Um, and there's just this brief moment in the, in the very early morning where it's got a shadow on it. And during that time, it's brief, perhaps a minute, there is, uh, it's, a, it's a statue holding its hand out and, and in the hand, there is a lantern and the lantern has never you've never seen this lantern burn out and you know it's one of your duties in fact at the end of your turn at the door to go and check it and to make sure it's still burning and you know the legend behind the statue um but father Krios still takes the time to tell you you reminded me of someone saint fallows he was the first to come here and worship astral uh, he established the dawn light from the mountains. He gave the miners the light and ability to delve deeper than they had before, and that's when they discovered Coronite. Sometimes, battling the darkness is a small thing. Not just killing monsters. But I still think you're destined for great things, Kopesh. Are you, are you feeling okay today? You're awfully, you're feeling awfully nostalgic for these things. It's a little odd. I think I am off a bit today. Something feels different. <laughs> Maybe I just need more coffee. Anyway, 
<laughs> enjoy your fun. Uh, as much as anyone can enjoy dual duty, I suppose. Very well. Uh, Jacob, you had a question? How do you spell follows? Uh, F-A-L-O-S. Okay. Thank you. You are welcome. All right. The day goes by. Uh, and it's kind of a long day. Uh, Kopesh, you've been stuck at the door all day. Ravius, you've been working tirelessly on these inventions that are always demanded of you. You do get your, your stuff done in time. You do satisfy Lenford. Um, but it's still just a drain on you emotionally all day. TJ. Question? Yes. Uh, should I describe Kopesh at this point? Oh, yes. Thank you, Greg. I'm so sorry. No, absolutely fine. Uh, by the way, Kopesh is a very... Uh, young, he's a youngish gnome. Um, Clean-shaven completely. He doesn't really like the facial hair look. Um, so he's always a little bit of a smile on his face. Usually he's clad in chain mail when he's going to look impressive at door duty with his trusty dagger and shield at his side. But today he's dressed down in the part. He's got a rough hoon, long sleeve shirt on. Everything is brown, corduroy pants, very plain boots. Um, he's surprisingly a little more leaned in tone than you'd expect from a, from a gnome, but rather he dresses pretty plainly. You wouldn't, you'd miss him very easily if he wasn't the one talking to you. But it always seems a little bit cheerful. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me too. Um, so your days go by. Uh, Alaric, the words of your mother are, are heavy on your mind. TJ, you spend the entire day picking out, like, party stuff with your, your father. And all you can think about all day is, like, getting away from him, getting away and doing things with your friends. But he's just doting on you, and he's, it's just such a nice day. Um, but eventually, the end of the, the bustling day does come. You hear a whistle sound to the south of the river as the miners end their shift and begin to come home. The streets fill up with people dwarves, humans, halflings alike, and everyone is just flowing. It's like an ocean of people going through the streets, um, and you're all released from your duties. I would like survival checks from all of you. We'll start with Ashley. Do-do-do, the first roll of the campaign. Please don't be awful. <laughs> don't, be the, don't be the last roll of the campaign either. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It's a three. A well, meteor. I know how this game's going to go. A meteor strikes. Actually, this uh, roll a d12 for me now, because you have failed your check. Oh. Oh, God. oh, joy. Just flat? Flat d12. Eight. Eight. Okay. Very good. We will get back to you. Uh, Alaric, roll your survival check. All right. It's... Uh... It's a nine. Okay. You also fail. Roll a d12. <laughs> Seven. Seven. Okay. Very good. Uh, TJ, give me a survival check. Got it. Yeah, I failed. It's a, it's a nine. <laughs> Roll a d12. <laughs> oh, I know how my roll's going to go then. <laughs> Seven. Seven. Oh my god. Okay. Um, last but not least again, Kopesh, give me a survival check. Huh. 
That'd be 14. 14, excellent. You're um, the only one who is passed. This, is, this, is this rolling to avoid jail? Because I feel like that would be appropriate compared <laughs> No, no, nothing like that. Oh. Uh, we will have, I have different things can happen to you just in your travels through the city. Um, so it's, it's you all rolled the same result because you were all rolling like seven and eight or something on, yeah. on the D12s. So Kopesh, you bolt, like you get ready. You're ready for, for adventure if need be. You're just ready to go out. You get off door duty, you're, you're gone. You beat the crowds. You manage to slip away a couple minutes early. It takes you a little bit longer because you do end up getting stuck in like the sea of people coming out of Honestick. Maybe you smell the food and you stop off uh, for like mm. a little bowl of ramen. Just a or little, something. just a little, just a little bite, just yeah, a little bite when yeah. it hurts. Yeah, you can't resist it. I know Kopesh. Um, <laughs> so you actually you arrive before anyone gets to the B and B or uh, TJ's little safe house on the eastern. I'm sorry, western side of town. Uh, it's just this little painted house that sits outside of the proper city. Um, and there is a, a very, very elderly gnomish woman known as Nipsey. You know her name. And she owns the bottom of the, the bungalow. Uh, you know that your safe house is upstairs, but you have to go through her house and up the stairs to get there. And she's sitting on the porch and she's drinking tea. And she looks at you and blinks. And says, oh, hello, Kapesh. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm just fine. You're the first to arrive. Really? Mm-hmm. Usually, I'm usually I'm the last. You're not playing tricks on me, are you, Miss Nipsey? Fuck no. <laughs> Don't bet. That's a huge laugh out. Oh, not just making sure there's no no trickery going on. I'm not ready for that today. Of course not. Uh, sorry, I'm just a bit frisky. I have black tea today, and oh, oh, gets me going. Oh man, you usually don't have black tea. No, today's. Oh different it's just feeling it, it seems like that you're not the first person that said that today hmm. odd well go on up or, or wait with me i don't care oh i'll sit down with you okay he just uh, sits down with a smile <laughs> excellent the rest of you you are walking toward the B&B. You want to ha- make it to TJ's safe house. You guys have this setup. You know that you're going to meet. You're going to hang out a little bit tonight. Um, TJ has very excitedly been sort of talking about wanting to get out of the town uh, to do something. You're not sure what. And as you're running, you all meet up. It's like this super rare occurrence. The three of you sort of plunge into each other on one of the roads heading out of the city. And as you come together, this raggedy figure comes rushing out of an alleyway and he throws his arm out over Alaric's shoulder. He says, wouldn't you fancy giving me a coin? I immediately grab my things, just like kind of casually, just keeping Mm -hmm. them close to my body and say, ah, hey, uh," and I'm just trying to figure out who this is and if I know them and is this just a wandering drunk or something like that. Yeah, the, the scent of booze just washes over you. It's just like midday mm. ale um, and, oh. and uncleanness. And he said, what about your friends here? And he reaches a hand out to like paw at Revius. Can I, can I kind of just like spin us around and see if I can sit him down somewhere like against a wall? Yeah, yeah. Make a... Make an, 
Acrobatics check. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. So are we dancing now? <laughs> uh, he's going to make a dexterity save. Does he seem to like smell of booze or have disheveled appearance like he is drunk? Oh, yeah. he's He just appears uh, to be a beggar. He just wants some coin. Uh, oh, can I just can I just give him a, co- a coin then? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Alaric like spins with him. He falls down on his butt just barely. He's like, wow. Um, and TJ, you flip him a coin. Yeah, I, I say to him, I, I actually give him, I give him like three or four coin. I go, next round's on us. You are a prince among men. Princess, but that's fair. Oh dear, I'm so sorry. I didn't even notice with the clothes. Oh, I'm sorry. No harm, no harm, sir. Your generosity will be remembered for ages, my queen. Bows and scrapes his way away back into the crowd. (laughs) I, I laugh and say, yeah, probably only for like a couple more hours. And that you know, is why just... I do not drink. <laughs> Tegan, you know you're just feeding his habit. You know, if I can give a little bit of happiness to that man for a couple more hours. No harm, no foul. Well, mission accomplished, I say. <laughs> Unless he gets alcohol poisoning. <laughs> then... <coins>. Eh. <laughs> Fair enough. So, the three of you then arrive shortly after Kopesh. Uh, the event didn't take very long, just a couple minutes behind. And you see uh, the the friendly half... I'm sorry, gnome, right? Gnome. So you see the gnome sitting with uh, an elderly gnome on the front porch of your... Uh, your, your His legs gnome. all the way, having a nice conversation. Yeah, absolutely. The two of them are just completely engrossed, chatting... Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone walks by, they take turns, like, heckling them, just gently, like, Ha! Huh? Walk much? Maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's just, uh, Nipsey. No, it's, it's that lame. It's that lame. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's fair. Um, but they're just having a playful old time, and the sun is not setting yet. It's, it's early afternoon still. Uh, and you all arrive. You're all together. Finally, at the end of your arduous days, and... I've given you all rumors, and uh, these are in your DMs, and these are rumors that you have heard today. You don't know if they're true. Your sources are all dubious, but these are all rumors that you have received today. So you're just eager to uh, hang out, spend some time together, blow off steam for the day, see what TJ's got planned, uh, and you head upstairs. Uh, Jake, would you like to describe some of the like the interior of your little hideout? Yeah, so... Upstairs, there's mainly four rooms. Revius would be the most familiar with with this area because Revius actually stayed here uh, after I smuggled him in for a little bit. Uh, the as soon as you go upstairs, it leads to the main living area, which is also uh, the kitchen. So it's a kitchen and living room split off with each other, and then there's a. Uh, a room to the back which is the bedroom and to the right off of the bedroom is another room 
but it's hidden behind a bookshelf and that's mm. where I where I mainly keep most of my uh, smuggling stuff and I've told Alaric how to get there because I've told Alaric that they could that he could use it for his smuggling op- operations as well um, and it's it's not really like furnished with a lot of stuff because I don't want a lot of people in case it ever gets like raided or in case people just sneak in. I don't want anybody stealing anything out of it. Mm-hmm. So all this stuff is pretty uh, pretty worn. It's mostly hand-me-downs from other people uh, or like things that people are throwing away. Yeah. So. Excellent. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's guarded by Nipsey, so. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Nipsey Nipsey does a g- great job. Yeah. Um, if if you want to call her up, you are welcome to. At this point, I'm just assuming it's the four of you upstairs. So. How's that? Is there, like a, mm-hmm. <laughs> is there a swing? I I, I want to sit in like a like a comfortable swing or like a. I don't know, a hammock or something like that. Oh, yeah, there's definitely a hammock. In, or in like the a big interior or like outside on the porch? Inside. Okay, sure. Oh, I should race over to it. I'm just throwing something. Ah, oh. oh, this is so comfortable just to get off my feet. Oh, so many people in and out. I'm worn out, guys. My goodness. Yeah, door duty must have been really tough on you today. Keep the place safe. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can hop in the swing right next to Kopesh carefully <laughs> so I don't, uh, you know, unhinge it from the walls. <laughs> Make sure it supports us both first. It Like, you can feel the fabric stretching. And it's like, yeah. but sorry, yeah, it, it I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, about eighty pounds today, so you better watch out. I've been eating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coco, I know that's completely unimpressive to a regular human, but he's like, yeah. I'm, I'm eating. Revius but, will walk in behind everybody and sort of be like, "Well, just wait until you get a real job. You'll become a real boy then." And try and like give <laughs> Tegan like a fist bump, like, "Yeah, good job!" <laughs> and then walk into the kitchen and yell oh, behind him, "Drinks, anyone?" Mm, oh, absolutely. Tea, coffee. That's all we have. We really need tea. to stock up. I have my tea with a little something extra. It depends on what you mean by extra, but sure. No, whatever you don't have, I'll take. Whatever okay. you don't drink, I'll drink. How about that? It's my clover. I could give you some booze. You hear from downstairs. <laughs> I will I'm gladly trying. accept <laughs> Nipsey. <laughs> I'll go That's grab a bottle of booze from Nipsey. I'll even try and get her up here, but you know how her legs are. Fuck uh, stairs. <laughs> you as you come downstairs, Revius, there's just like a, a little bottle of gin on the bottom step. <laughs> I take it. Now are you sure you don't want to join us? Stairs off of squares. <laughs> Alright. We'll see you when we're on our way out. 
All right. I really need to install an elevator. Elevators are hard to come by, believe it or not. You should be able to invent one. Or not invent, but... I mean, it'd be more like a pulley system. We'd have to haul her up every time. Not exactly independent. Eh, Maybe I'll work on something for Miss Nipsey. She really deserves the mobility. We could take a magical approach. Perhaps I could enchant uh, a chair that just floats up and down. Oh, I... I really like this idea. I think that we need to put a pin on it because we do have other things to do today. We do. We do. Yes. I think that we should go investigate some of the areas around the Barrier Mountains. Why? I just got done with an awful day of work and you want us to go trapezing up to the mountains for what, a hike? Amongst other things. That kind of sounds like fun. It's better, yeah. than, better than doing, it's better than hanging out and talking to people near the door. Okay, look, if I've known you long enough, Tegan, I know there's something else to this. What are you getting at? Okay, so I heard that there's some skeletal horse traversing around the uh, the Barrier Mountains, and I want to see if that if that's actually factual or not. A skeletal horse. A skeletal the horse. Mountains, like yeah. the mountains. Do you know how hard anything will be to find in the mountains? Yeah, it's kind are, of vague. Are, are guys? I, I'm not the one who gave me this information. That's all that I got. Okay. Like, if you aren't, if you aren't ready for it, that's fine. You don't need to come, Alaric. Somebody who just goes away for a little bit and comes back with all these <laughs> magical items, but you can't find a horse. Mm, yes, Nine well, maybe... Uh, Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> maybe uh, we just corroborate this rumor a little bit. Find someone who knows a little more. That's all I'm saying. That's... that. Well, actually, I wanted to talk to, uh, to Kopesh about that because I thought that maybe there was some religious aspect to it. Maybe he's heard something about it through, uh, through the Holy Hall. An undead horse? Hell no. I mean, I mean, uh, he stopped himself. He's like, uh, I'm doing this again. I mean, of course not. I wouldn't know anything about that. I've never heard anything about that. The rumors I heard today were a lot different than a spectral wandering horse. Well, wait, what did you hear today? What? Why have we not been talking about what, what you've heard? Because I was thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> but... Honestly, there's been a few people that came in to worship today. I overheard a few people talking about some people going missing. Like just, you know, maybe it wasn't like a major cause for concern, but people that are normally like doing their duties around town just aren't seen or don't seem to be there, just not showing up for work. Don't know what it could be, but. Could have some Kopesh syndrome. Oh, ha ha. Sometimes I get a little sleepy and I miss work. <laughs> it happens. Oh my gosh. You sure that's not something to leave to the god? I couldn't tell you one way or another. I was just gonna ignore it, but... I mean, I can always rumors. tell Maddie if it is something you're seriously worried about. Oh gosh. Ah, uh, no, not really. <laughs> I think I have a rumor that might one-up all of you. Hmm. TJ's 
of particular interest to you, perhaps. I heard that Cragwatch may be planning to invade Kirhal. What? Yeah, I was in the marketplace earlier, and I heard it from more than one person. You know how rumors go around this place. I, I haven't heard anything about that when I was in Cragwatch last, but then again, I don't really stay there after. after Do you remember a while. seeing any uh, uh, mounting troops or, or signs of uh, increased embattlements, anything like that? Can I do a history check, Gabe? Absolutely, with advantage. Fantastic. While this is happening, Grevius brings in a tray of tea. Um, Kopesh is, is very heavily dirtied with some gin. <laughs> uh, I only got a nine. Okay. Um, Cragwatch is, to your best estimation, eternally at war. Uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like predominantly Goliaths. They love to sail around and conquer shit. So, essentially, you've seen it. You know that they're ready for war. But you know that they're also kind of at war with Tambria to the south. So, you're not sure how justified it is, but you wouldn't be surprised if they did. Although, you all are aware that the Cragwatch folk rely heavily on the Coronite provided by your town. You know, Alaric... Yes, I've seen I've seen them mounting troops, but you know how they are. It's it's just they're kind of just going to war for any reason whatsoever. So with Cornite kind of with our with our Cornite production starting to falter a little bit, it, I wouldn't be surprised if they were coming out here. You know, that's that's one more thing I, I mentioned. Now you brought up Cornite. Thank you for bringing that up, TJ. I appreciate it, because it helps me talk about what I want to talk about. So it kind of, like, pushes your conversation out the way and sits up in his image. So, also, I've heard a little bit about Coronite also making people ill lately. That's been the that's been the biggest topic, actually, that I've heard whispers about recently. Even more so than people missing, that our source of our source of, of wealth and all this great stuff in, in town is actually making people sick. And that's absolutely nuts. Crazy, huh? Well... I mean, the only way it could make people sick is if it was unrefined. I mean, there's tons of safety measures I don't even get to handle, Coronite, in the lab. Yeah, I've never seen, I haven't seen it, like, up or raw in my life, I don't think. It's never been something I've had a chance to touch. I don't know about TJ Alaric, I don't know if you've ever handled raw Coronite, but I haven't. My mother does research on it over at the academia, but, uh... That's behind many layers of secrecy, and I really haven't been able to see much at all, even with some of my uh, connections. You can just say you're a criminal friends. It's okay. <laughs> I guess I, I am among good company. I don't know how to how to answer this, Gabe, mm-hmm. um, because my family is working with Coronite, mm-hmm. and they're making the sewers. Yes. So how do I how do I approach this? I would say that Saris has kept this quiet from you as well. You okay. know that they're doing some underground works and you know that they're trying to get into the coronite industry. But you also know it's very hush hush because if the dwarves catch wind of it, they will be furious. Got it. So it's it's Got really it. up to you. Um I would say you're you're plenty aware just 
like your your father would father Saris, they think you're out doing your thing. They think you don't care. They think you're not aware of it, but you are fully aware of it. Got it. Yeah. You know, Saris likes to try to try to keep things from me, but I I do know that Cornite is a lot more deadly. I guess would be the would be the correct word, term to use here than than what a lot of people in town would like to believe it to be. Uh, so Cornite making people sick that wouldn't surprise me. I'm sure that there's some kind of ill effect with it. Hmm. Oh, you're more than know that I am. I lean back with my gin. Well. I'm not so sure about chasing missing people or trapezing in the mountains, but I did hear that there are these interesting little stones appearing in the, uh... Stellan Plains. Stellan Plains. Which I don't actually know where they are, Gabe, because it's not on the map. It's just all the all the plains to the west of town. Okay. So right next to us. Yep. So you're literally, like, the way you're sitting in this house, you're actually looking out onto the plains. I forgot to read the description for the house, but um, there is just a wash of, like, grass swaying just outside. Hmm. I mean, not too hard, not too long away. I'm interested in them just mostly for, eh, you know tinkering purposes. Plus, they sound like the hagstones. Little Hag- circles Hag- in them. Stones? No, never heard of them. Uh, mm, he starts racking. He's like, mm, if it's something we talk about the Holy Hall, I'd probably slept through that. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I don't know about the Holy Hall of Great Light, or whatever it's called, but it's more of a that's closer than I've ever heard you get it before, so you're learning. I'm so impressed. Way to go, Revis. I'm so proud of you. What can I say? I'm not particularly invested in the lords and ladies of our great gods. Ah. Fair enough. Now there's Kokesh. It seems like <laughs> there's a there's a learning there's a learning curve to learn all the names and all the all the lore. So I wouldn't blame you. Hmm. Anyways, well, what are we going to do with our evening? Well, I mean, we could essentially go out to the plains and then go to the mountains. Could. I really Especially want to find that horse. Especially if we see some weird horse that's definitely not a bunch of teenagers with magic making it dance around. Gabe, can I make some kind of a check to just see how long it would take us to go to the plains and the mountains? Sure, just a flat intelligence. Uh, add your proficiency, okay. since you're a wizard. Okay. 24. 24. Uh, a few hours to get there and back. So you'd be arriving home at night, for sure. Um, you would all be relatively comfortable even camping out for a night. We'll say that today is like the weekend is starting. Um, but of course there is dangerous you none of you would stay in either the cursed hills the barrier mountains overnight you just like you wouldn't even think of it uh, but if you made it back to like the the miners outpost outside the hills or if you made it um, north of that you'd be you guys would all be very comfortable like 
throwing together a little campsite. Uh, there's a lot of guards and patrols near the town, uh, so relatively safe. Okay. Uh, well, it's possible we could make it and uh, be back by night, or of course we're not uh, too far from some of the more minor outposts around town. Revius? We shouldn't be. Very we well, going then. camping? I said something like, you guys are really serious about this, huh? Well, I can't sure, leave you all. I, I can't leave you guys. Sure, it's more exciting it than a... standing by a door. I mean, Alex is going to go hang out all weekend, but I guess it's good to stretch my otherwise unoccupied legs. Is it like a Friday evening or something? Is it like the last of the week? Like, oh gosh, yeah. that was such a horrible week. Now we're going mm-hmm. camping. <laughs> yep, you have a, you have. We'll see. You have a long weekend. Okay, you're all excited. I always to do have something. a long weekend. That's true. Your life is a long weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're going to go camping overnight, I would highly suggest at least getting a few things. You know, tent, bottle of water. Fortunately, I definitely don't want to take my tinkering gear with me. More gin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? Fortunately, you're all incredible. Like, between the two of Alaric and TJ, and you're in a safe house used for smuggling, all of these things are readily available. Everything is in the closet or hidden behind your, your bookshelf. Like, you're ready. You have go bags to go. You're just, you're ready to go camping for a week if you need to. Oh boy, now it takes me back to those old smuggling days, TJ, getting people in town. Oh gosh. You I'm had gonna... fun. You had fun. I don't care I, what you except say. That part, except that part you made me wade in the water. You know that you know that I'm not a very good swimmer. You know this. I hate the water. I absolutely hate it. Plus the swamps are stinky. Why yeah. why would you ever that's the worst. Mm. How, you know what? You know what, Revius? Are you here? <laughs> Are you here right now? Oh, getting salty. Oh, gosh. You want to know why we go through the swamps? Because no one else goes through the swamps. Nasty. I throw my hands up in the air. I go, you know what? It was a mistake getting you here. It was a mistake. (laughs) I get up, I get up and go to the, I go to, go to the, uh, to the hidden room to go get the bags. Oh, Oh, she'll cool off in a second. Well, I guess I'll drain the last of this gin and get ready, guys. Mm. Uh, TJ, I just wanted to stop you for one second. In my travels, I picked up a potentially useful spell. Um, do you mind if I cast it on this bookcase here? I think it may make things a little bit more secure. Absolutely. You do. This This is as much your place as my place. Okay. Well, um, you choose a password. Kopesh does Kopesh Kopesh does his uh does his duties. Kopesh I'm does it, his I'm duties. glad I'm glad I didn't hear that because I, <laughs> I, I piss on the phone. <laughs> That's the password. Okay. That's the password because no one's gonna say that out out loud. Uh, and I cast an arcane lock on the bookcase. Excellent. What does this look like, Alaric? When you um, cast spells. So. I have to um, pull out this small, um, uh, actually I have a staff, so I have like this old staff that uh, kind of a hand-me-down, um, but I hope to upgrade at some point, and out of uh, a small green crystal at the top, it's really nothing ornate, 
Uh, it's like a giant staff and like an undersized crystal at the top. Um, a little bit of uh, green energy um, kind of vortexes its way toward um, the door, covers it in a subtle green sheen uh, until the casting is done, at which point uh, it's gone entirely. Excellent. It's very good. You shall not open. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Um, So the party has gathered their things. You're all sort of standing about. Some of you are more excited to go than others. Um, So are you heading down south first to the mountains, or are you going out to the plains? We're right next to the plains. I'd imagine that we're probably going to go to the plains first, but that's up to everybody else. Yeah, let's see the planes are right there, literally. Excellent. The party heads downstairs. Um, Nipsey is just, com- she's asleep. Uh, the the hint of gin can be smelled mm-hmm. on the air. And um, her blanket has fallen down onto her lap. And she's Kopech still on the runs porch. over. Kopech runs over and puts it back up. Well, she's, he, tuck, he tucks, basically tucks her in. It's like... Mm-hmm. Can't let her getting cold out here. She'll start complaining. As as you do so, she sort of turns a little bit and says, "Thank you so much. You're such a sweet child." Oh, sleep well. Take care of yourself. We'll be right back. Okay. Oh, I could use some cream. <laughs> you got it. I'll run and get that for you. Thank you. Uh, and as you all sort of head down the creaky stairs and out into the fields, you just feel the evening sun on your skin and the strong breeze washing across the grass as you head off into the, the Stellan Plains. Now, the Stellan Plains go for miles and miles in every direction. Uh, it's just gentle sloping hills up and down as far as the eye can see. And at this time of year, uh, we'll say spring, why not? Uh, Everything is just a lush green. Everything is just bursting with, you can see seedlings and little uh, floaties up in the air as everything is sort of seeding and spring is in full swing. If any of you have allergies, you probably hate it, Uh, but it is very pretty and it sounds beautiful. Now, as you head out, um, are you leading- Astro's blessings. Indeed. Upon the spring. Who is leading? I would actually like to, like, while Alaric and Rebius get out, I want to pull Kopesh aside. And, like, because I've shown Kopesh the map before. And I want, like, I want to say to Kopesh, Hey. What's up? So, one of the other reasons why I want to get down to these mountains, and I pull out the map, which have which has like a whole bunch of different X's on it from different places that I've explored trying to find the the location of the map. I'm like, I really think that the treasure is by the mountains. Oh, this again? You mean that treasure that you've failed to find so many times? Is that really why we're out here again? Oh, God. Ugh. Man, what makes you, you, think have to, you won't have to work. You won't have to work a day in your life if, if we find this treasure. I think you've told me that at least six times. What makes you so convinced this is the time that you're going to find it? I... 
you know, I, it's just a feeling that I have, and I point to. Uh, oh my God, you and the, I point to the location <laughs> on the map that has the what? What was the description, Gabe? So, on the bottom right corner, you noticed two. It, it almost looks like burn marks, but you think that they're like horns. They're sort of like yeah. almost actually very similar to Revius, although you don't think there's a connection there. But um, when when someone mentioned the rumors of the skeletal horse, it got you thinking like maybe these are bones or something in the mountains. So so I think I think this this mark is talking about Devil's Pass. You see you see how these are horns and it kind of looks like a devil. It kind of looks like Revius a little bit. Yeah, it reminds me of my friend Eadai a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I what would the harm be of just checking out Devil's Pass? Well, I don't like the name. The place has always been a little freaky. Heard some yeah. bad things about it. I, uh, I think we've all heard bad things about it, but I mean, there's four of us. What's the worst we, that happen? If we do this and we fail again to find anything, you know I'm never going to let this go, right? When have you ever let anything go? That's besides the point. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm with you this time. Thank you. And I like rush. I I put the I put the map back in my pocket, and I uh, rush ahead to to Revius and Alaric. I'll take the I'll take the rear, and I'll just sit there, just looking back and forth. <laughs> what were you two looking for? Another bottle of gin? We've drank the place dry. I told you we need to restock. You know, I was hoping that Nipsey had something, but I guess we need to restock there, too. You know, one day we're actually going to have to pay her back. Yeah, she... I give her... I give her uh, a very good sum for, for the safe house. Fair. Anyways, onward. Who is leading? Probably me. Okay. TJ. Throw me that survival check. <laughs> of course. Wow. Redemption time. Nah, my survival's a zero. I was really expecting you to take a higher survival since you wanted to smuggle people. Nope, 19. You need it. Luck Excellent. is all that matters. <laughs> TJ wants <laughs> to fail. That's where you're all mistaken. <laughs> Why do you think we went through the swamps and all that shit? <laughs> <laughs> it was just a complete accident. Yeah, one safer because it was the only place you recognized. <laughs> okay. Uh, with a 19, it is a, a stellar roll. Nothing goes wrong. You, not only are you just navigating the planes well, but you're finding a, a method of travel that is just comfortable. You're hitting all the down slopes, you know, when the wind stills. And then as you're working your way up the hills, you even feel the winds catching you and like revitalizing you. Um, I'm showing off a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. You you know the paths toward the swamp across the stellar plains like the back of your hand. So naturally, this is no problem for you. And as you travel across, you begin to feel the wind, but you think you're hearing something more than just the wind across the top of vegetation, like that, that whooshing or that, that sort of static ambient noise. Um, and what you're hearing is a, a whistle. And you all hear it, and you kind of stop and pause and look around. Like a low humming. Hmm. This area is unfamiliar to me, so I wouldn't really have any anything to do here. Can I do a nature check to see if I could say what the like 
figure out what the whistle is? Yeah, absolutely. Can I use my eyeballs and look around? Sure. Make a perception. I got an 11. Okay. Unfortunately, Kopesh is... Nat 20 plus 2. Kopesh is taking it in. He's not even... He's a little weirded out, but he's like, I kind of like it. It's weird, but yeah, it's not like super creepy. Um, He's he's swaying to it. Excellent. Uh, Jake, TJ has something itching at the back of her mind. You've heard this noise before. You just like you can't place it you were very focused on what you were doing and now this is new and this wasn't here before and that's frustrating um but revious you you perk your ears up and your ears sort of come up a little bit your, your tiefling ears and you hear it sounds exactly like uh, someone blowing into a, a half full bottle hmm. and then it Can fades I- could I tell the direction before it faded? Absolutely. And you can even head right for it. I'll start walking towards it. Okay. Um, Revius takes the lead and starts to walk across the fields. And eventually you come down into a, just a small valley. And at the very bottom of it, and this is why the, the winds seem to be coming and going. But as the wind comes down the hills, as I described earlier, it catches on a large stone. This, too large to have been carried here by a human. But it has a small hole. It has two holes at the top and one in the middle, almost like a face. And as the wind catches the holes and the wind carries through it, it blows across the plains. Huh. What is that? Well, I don't think they're hagstones. I've never actually seen one, mind you, but these are big. I would say they're they're perhaps four feet off the ground. So you're not quite looking up, unless you're one of the halflings or gnomes. Perhaps you're at least eye level with it. Um, yeah, it's a little bit higher than eye level. We're, we're, yeah, it's, you know. it's a whole almost. It's a foot, a yeah, almost, almost a foot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, not, yeah. They're, they're like, you couldn't hug them, though. So, I mean, whoever brought this here, and there's no, there's I won't even call for a check. There's absolutely no sign of someone dragging this or like a cart that came through the tall grass. It's just there. You've never seen anything like it before. What the hell is this? I mean, what is this? Eleric is like scratching his head and doing like a slow circle around it, just seeing if I can inspect any anything. It's just smooth or or perfectly smooth. Except I'm going to punch. I'm going to punch it. Okay, uh, make an attack roll for me with strength. <laughs> My strength is terrible too, so I'm just going to swing. Ugh. Uh, unarmed strike. That's a 10 to hit. Okay. I mean, you don't miss it. It's just <laughs> a stone, but you you run forward and you've got maybe, like, do you have, like, a gauntlet or anything on your hand, or is it just bare? Um, I mean, technically I have a dagger and a shield, so I can just, like, smack it with my... Well, it's not unarmed strike, so yeah, I just punch it with mine. No, I, I just have gloves on, so I just, like, go up and just punch it. Okay. It's like they're heavy gloves, though, and you, you hear yeah. a thunk as your fist connects... Um, but other than that, perhaps there's like a little tremor in in the sound of the wind passing through. But Does nothing. Does it sound happens. like a stone? Does it sound like stone when yeah. it when it hits? Yeah, it's it's pure stone all the way through. It's not hollow or anything, except for the holes, of course. Yeah, it's a rock, guys. 
How big are the how big is, are the holes? Like, could I fit myself into it? Mm, <laughs> no, I would say <laughs> a few inches in diameter. Okay. So he could. <laughs> you can't crawl through it now. <laughs> so I I could fit now. Uh, it it's it's funny that you mention it, TJ. As you're approaching it and looking at it, you you do have the urge. The two at the top are close enough that you could look through. Anyone have anyone have uh, have a light or anything like? Snap my fingers and make a light. Wow. Where do you think I work? Come on. <laughs> light shines from Kopesh, uh, just completely showering the area. Okay, can I do a perception check inside of it? Sure. Are you putting your eyes? Up to it? It. Yeah, I put my eyes to it. Okay. I'm holding my finger. Inside. You're like ET, just with a blinding light. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Excellent. Um, you you bend down and you look through with the light shining on both sides. As you look through, the light does not appear to be visible on the other side. Weird. You yeah. matter. Uh, so so the light isn't isn't shining through. Are you what? sure you yeah, just don't just have your hand over your eyes or something? I, I like do do this. I put my <laughs> my hands to my face. Yep, nope. Still still same thing. Maybe the holes just don't go all the way through the stone. I mean it's a massive stone. That's true. Yeah. I don't think that's how light works, but Oh, look at you, Mr. Um... Physicist over there. I don't. I honestly, I don't know how the fit of the light for it either. I just, I just know I. Can't oh, oh. <laughs> you mean you you can't even see the the end of the hole? Yeah, no, I can't see. I can't see the end of the hole. As you're looking through this, TJ, you do note that as your eyes adjust to the darkness, you can see the other side now. It took a couple seconds. Oh, it's almost like looking through the hole. It's the same thing. You see the hill behind it, the grass, but it's like it's nighttime. Uh, all right, guys. So something weird is going on. I can now... My eyes have adjusted. I guess I didn't wait long enough. Um, it, it's like it's nighttime out, out on the other end of it. I can see through now. But it's like it's night. Right. Shove you, I'll shove you out the way. <laughs> Put the light on my my face to look through. Can I crawl? How high up are the holes? They like where? The, how high up are the holes? They like, get it closer to the top. You do have to hang and like pull yourself up a little bit off the top, but yeah, you can. I take my backpack off and put it underneath Kopesh's feet and give him a little thanks. extra like. Oh, thanks. He crawls on it and then looks through. Oh, okay. You can't see anything. You're looking through. It's dark at first, just just as TJ described. Oh, you and, weren't lying. And then your eyes adjust, and you can see the other side, but it, it like there's no light. It's like it's night or something, like starlight. Can I go around to the back and see if there are holes on that side as well? If... Revius has a strong feeling that the that Kopesh and TJ are just fucking with them. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, true. Yeah. If Valeric did this in the first place, it would you would have believed it, but you tricksters. <laughs> <laughs> holes of the team. Like... <laughs> I go around to the back, I get out my tinkers tool, I'm looking through the hole, I'm measuring them, I'm like, getting the deets on this thing, okay. like, come on, guys. 
I'm not that stupid. <laughs> yeah, you can you can begin to like sketch this thing out to a T, and as you're looking through the holes, it's just the same. It's dark at first, but then as the light comes, you can actually see on the other side Kopesh's eyes looking back at you just wide like When'd you get in here? It's night around you. It's it... night around you too, I think. Back up. I fall backwards. <laughs> I forgot I was on your backpack. So, ah! <laughs> you see him abruptly fall out of frame. <laughs> but yeah, it's huh. the same background. You can see TJ in the back. Well, I mean, this seems like something that Alaric might know about, or even you, Kopesh. Are there magical nighttime viewing things? I'm all about the light in the daytime. I can't tell you about anything that makes things dark. Sorry, it's not my specialty. Huh. Can I um, can I do a history check? I have a feeling I have something for this. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, though, while you're doing that. I'll tell you what, I've never seen anything like this on my travels. This is very odd. Indeed. 23. 23. All right. So what exactly are you trying to suss out in a historical sense here? Um, well, I've had a brief uh, interaction with the Feywild a long time ago, and I know that there are, like, um, disguised entrances throughout Galantor, really. Um, it was so long ago that I don't remember ever seeing any of them, but I know that they exist, and I know vaguely that the Feywild is kind of a dark, mirrorish version of reality. So my only hunch is maybe this is something like that. Okay. Do you look through the holes? Yeah. Okay. Alaric, as you peer through the holes, you see your party on the other side. Uh, you see Kopesh dusting himself off, TJ laughing. Um, and then you see something else. A figure behind both of them brown and muddy hard to see and then it blinks out of your vision and it appears and you feel a presence behind you but you see nothing and you hear someone whisper in your ear linger not long Alaric and just as you felt the presence it is gone you think this is definitely looking it's a lens into another dimension of sorts. Not, a, a, not chill, a pathway. Chill up my spine, um, and I abruptly kind of come up from the rock. Uh, um, hmm, hmm. How about um, we go find that horse? Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> And uh, most importantly, let's leave this rock. And as we do, uh, I've got a short little story for you. Um, come on now, everyone. Are you okay? I look over, I was like... Hail. Are you mm, sure we should have yeah, um, When do you take the lead? Good Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Today is different. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a brisk pace. Um, okay. And urge everyone to kind of keep up oh, with me. Oh, God, I can't move that fast. <laughs> <laughs> My legs. Wait, slow down. Alert, I mean, wait. 
Revius would offer somebody a piggyback ride, but depending on how independent y'all want to be. <laughs> oh, hell no. I will never let any of you carry <laughs> I figured as well. No, no. Tegan I'll jumps fight. on Revius's back immediately. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> uh, when we're like 60 feet away, I'll kind of slow down to like a, you know, more comfortable pace and say, did you guys hear any voices over by those rocks? Anything at all? Yeah, I was listening to you guys talk about I mean, how you saw things. All right. Yeah, I mean, I did you mean the the who sort of? No, that? no, no. Um, well, I looked through, and I think I saw the same thing you did of a, a nighttime scene, but some vague um, figure behind, and I heard a distinct voice that said, "Linger not long," and they knew my name. Hmm. Um, and then I felt, you know, much like I could see in this, this scene, um, some figure ahead, I felt something behind me, but I couldn't see anything there. And it was the creepiest feeling I felt in, in a while. Uh, didn't hear anything like that. And, and I mean, you wanted to leave? Uh, well, it did say linger not long, That's... and it was, it was creepy. Sounds like a challenge to me. <laughs> I mean, we can, we can go back. I mean, it's really, it's just, just back there, but, um, I don't know. I, I wanted us to get away at least so I could tell you what I, what I heard and saw. You didn't sneak any gin in with you, did you? I am as sober as the tea that I drank earlier. I don't know. That stuff put Nipsey to sleep. He might be a little careful with that. It might be stronger than we thought. No. Anyway. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No. By all means, I was just going to say, Alaric looks quite spooked. Whether there was something or not, perhaps we just take a break and look for TJ's horse thing. I guess. I guess. That's better than... Looking through creepy stones, I suppose. We can always come Does any back one of you later. have a a map? Maybe we could mark this uh, uh, somewhere. We can know how to come back. Mm-hmm. I cross my arms. I wonder who has a map. I pull oh, out a different map. <laughs> 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 I look at unless I saddle over to your map, but I look at it. And <laughs> I look at you. I elbow him in the chest. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, I will mark this down. That... I have... I've been on these planes a handful of times, and I've never seen that before. And where uh, did they come from, too? I'd... Yeah, that's true. I've never seen anything like them at all in my life. Huh. They were catapulted. No, that wouldn't work. There'd be marks and dirt everywhere. Maybe we need to go talk to your mom. Uh, well, you can go talk to my mom. I don't do any talking to her uh, that I don't have to. Oh, man. <laughs> Parents suck, right? And I raise my hand <laughs> This Big episode recorded on Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need a said parents, right? It's not Father's Day, so I'm absolutely fine. <laughs> Excellent. So, 
you guys are, are all still on the planes. Um, some of you more unnerved than others. Uh, do you want to head to the south now? As well, we still have some hours. We still have some daylight to burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. TJ, I'm gonna are chase you... a horse that I'm too small to get on. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, would you uh, like to make a survival check for me? Yep. Uh, that one was a ten. Okay, that's okay. Roll a. Yeah, roll a d12 for me. Nine. Nine, okay. Very well. You are walking back the Stellan Plains, and it takes a little bit of time to get your bearings. You are heading back the Stellan Plains, and it takes you a little while to get your bearings, uh, mainly just because the scene you're leaving behind, it, it didn't creep TJ out, perhaps, but it it was something to sink your teeth into, um, an oddity. You know Alaric not to be a liar, especially to you. Um, the two of you are very familiar with lying when you need to, but probably not with one another. So it is peculiar. Yeah, I'm probably still thinking about different ways to suss out what that rock was. I'm still going to definitely go to his mom and see if I could get information about it. Okay, for sure. Um, and as these things are on how, your mind... How, is, his, is his mom pretty? <laughs> I would say in a maybe in a stern, well-put-together, older, like, instructor kind of way. Oh, gosh. Okay, perfect. Like, if it, it's got to be your thing, but potentially pretty, yes. Okay. <laughs> Um, that Kofesh will be a little bit, you know, scared, but scared, but interested. Yeah, as most of her students. Um, <laughs> as you are heading out, though, TJ, you you don't keep the path in mind perfectly. Uh, you stray a little bit, and you find yourself lilting, and it takes you maybe an extra half an hour to find your back, your way back to the barrier way, uh, and that's the road between town, Keir Hall, and the Barrier Mountains. It basically runs north to south, right to the refinery, all the way down to the miner's outpost before it splits. Um, it's a well-worn path. It veers into the distance traveling southbound, the swaying grass of the Stellan Plains swirling around it, eddying. It's wider than most roads, big enough for cars, carts to pass on each side, and easy enough to climb off to take a breather along the way. It winds away, disappearing over grassy cresting hills framed by a backdrop of impressive snow-capped peaks. The Barrier Mountains, stark above, ever looming over Barrier Way, watching the miners like lines of ants leaving and coming. And as you get back, uh, there are a couple... It's it's late. You know that there is probably a shift of miners at the mines, but the road at this point should be relatively quiet. Uh, it, it's got definite hours that you know when they'll be transporting things. And as you're approaching, you see a cart. Uh, it's coming toward you. And as you're heading to the south, the cart sort of comes to pass. And you notice there is a, a dwarf who is behind two large horses, and he's sort of got the riding crop, and he's urging them on. You don't recognize the dwarf. He's just clad like a surveyor or a miner or, or something, leather-bound. But he doesn't look like... Uh, there's no pickaxes. The, the cart isn't laden with coronite or anything. Uh, and on the other side is 
a halfling who has his hood drawn and you uh you don't quite see who it is and they pass by do you choose to interact with them or are you just pushing forward i'm gonna interact okay how do you uh hail their attention i just i i yell and wave at them like do one of these and i uh kind of step out in front of the horse what are you doing <laughs> oh, you, you get a, a big whoa from the dwarf I are you daft uh but he, sometimes people might say that he like spits over the side of the wagon not at you or anything but just like what were you thinking uh and the figure beside him pulls his hood back and he places a hand on the shoulder of the, the rider and it's it is norik your brother i figured and he says, oh, What now, TJ? What are you doing out? I think that's none of your business. Anything that you do is my business. Is that so? You doing some operations? Something. Nothing that you I would to. tell you about. It's fair. Waddle over. Oh gosh, is that is that your bro? What are you doing? Hi, Kopesh. I wait. Up, Nort. Need any help? Uh, you could help me by getting out of the way of my horse, and letting us on our way. What are you doing? We're going to the Barrier Mountains. To do what? We are. <laughs> Sorry, this wasn't ready for that. I thought we were getting near them, not in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like Remius, get over here. Yeah, Remius wants We're to going be... into the mountains? What? I mean, I was going to use this distraction as an opportunity to try and peek into the cart mm. behind them. But... No, I'm doing, I screamed out your name very loudly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go, huh? Um, <clears throat> Make a stealth what? check with disadvantage, Revius. <laughs> Fuck! Shit! <laughs> My bad. I hope this saves you. I hope it's a good one. <laughs> oh, I would just like to say I got a 20 on one and a nine on the other. So that's an 11 total. Okay. You are lifting the tarp up off the back when Norik looks at Kopesh, looks back at you. Could you all just grow up and get away from my shit? Um, Rivius, what you see under the tarp before you are scared and you, you let go and release it and sort of backpedal a little bit um, you see a lot of farming tools and some survey equipment some some stakes like they were staking land perhaps hmm that's sorry curiosity so what are you doing in the barrier mountains then TJ I approach Norik and try to like try to to shield myself enough to pull out the other map the other side of the map the second he sees that map he grabs the riding crop out of the dwarf's hand he yells yeah and he slaps the horse and he just goes and pushes you out of the way because you're all going to get yourselves hurt or worse 
<laughs> I was kind of near the horse too. Mm -hmm. I, I yelled. You mean like he, you mean like he just did to make you jerk? I, I yelled to him. I yelled to him uh, as he's leaving. Great. It was a great time talking to you. Hope that we see each other again soon. He does not respond. What was Jeez. that about? He's gruffer than usual. <sighs> My mood immediately sours. Um, family, family, family stuff. Alert, family stuff. Uh. Kopesh would be the only one who actually understands what happened there. <laughs> yeah, it looks like we're just like, hmm. I mean, I don't think that where we're going is that dangerous. We're not going to get ourselves killed or anything. He's he's not he's not talking about the mountains. He's, no, no. He's anyway, not, um, anyway, we can, we can, yeah, we can talk more about that when we get back. I think <sighs> this would be a good story to have with some strong black tea, guys. How about uh, we get back on the roads, huh? It is not a story I'm going to share. <laughs> Very well. That sounds good. The party gets... Sound... I'm sorry, Greg, go ahead. No, no, you're good. Okay. The The party gets back on the road, barrier way, and you, you don't encounter any more people on the roads as you head south toward the Cursed Hills. We will take our break there. God damn, Nork. So, the party heads to the south. As you're navigating your way, TJ, you in particular take note of the, the surroundings. This is out of your wheelhouse. You don't get down this way much. You've seen the other side of the Cursed Hills on the western, western side of the Miner's Outpost, but you've never seen the Cursed Hills on the eastern side. And as the ground begins to elevate and the hills turn into like mountain spurs, um, everyone is perhaps a little bit quiet. You're, you're really focusing on like your, your pathing, moving, hiking up the hills. It's, it's become harder work. It's not just like, oh, a jaunt down the plains. Um, and your encounter with the, the Hagstone all the way back in the Stellan Plains, just, it's just in the back of your mind. Um, you see the dwar Dwarven outpost in the distance. Uh, it's like a, a perfect little compound of these almost concrete looking buildings. Um, but you skirt around it and you head farther to the east. Uh, you can see the the weirwood to the north as you're heading to the south. So it's it's in the distance, um, but the thick forest is dark and ominous as it always is. And as you approach, uh, there is a little traveled dirt path that you finally find, and it it winds like a wounded bumblebee into the thickets and up the hills. Uh, it seems to have been created in a sense of the path of least resistance as quickly as it could be. It was rumored that the founding families came from this path through the Barrier Mountains, but none travel it now. The Barrier Mountains are formidable and ominous. Beyond the hills, uh, things become sparse and brambled. The trees that litter the, the landscape are dead, and there's just a great number of low thickets that are constantly harrying your ascent. And that ascent would be obnoxious and steep, with little reward in the way of destination. But TJ has something else in mind. As you're approaching, um, is there any conversation? Are you guys doing anything as you're you're moving into this not so fun journey? I'm going to be bugging Alaric about some of the latest magical goods that he's 
he's procured or made or found. It, I won't I won't be a little vague because I don't want him to like basically say, well, I stole, uh, I nabbed this, but I want to ask a little bit about what he's found lately. What's new? What kind of uh, new items do you have? Is there anything, anything we should know about? Hmm. Well, I'll. You know what? I'll show you a few things when we get back to the B and B. Awesome. Um, I've been wanting to see some new stuff. You've been holding back on us lately. Yeah, I found some weird small deck of cards. Um, I found uh, a an interesting set of metal boots. Uh, and. Uh, some kind of um, headband with a, a, a small stone uh, in the center. I don't know what any of them do yet, but uh, they seem valuable. You certainly know how to find yourself some interesting things, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lucky, I guess. <laughs> yeah, luck. Yeah, as lucky as some other halflings, I would say. I don't comment. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still <laughs> thinking about, I'm still thinking about Nork. Yeah. Kopesh, what did I, um, what did I bring you for your item? Oh, uh, what I got, I got a lamp. Uh, or basically, it like, burns like it's got filled with oil and it burns, goes through, cut through darkness. It's a way I don't have to waste any sort of cantrip at all, and I can see invisible things with it. So that's what you gave me. So I'm like. I still love this thing. Like now, nobody can sneak up on me, especially at night. Like not even invisible people. I'll be totally safe. Hey, well, you know, it. in the next few hours, you might need to pull that out. I might need to. Yeah, I was hoping to save it because you know, don't want people to know I have it. Keep it a little secret because you know I don't know where you got this, and I don't want people to ask me questions. But that might be a good idea to bring this down a couple hours. Yeah, it starts to get darker. Remy, what are you of... doing? What are you doing? I can barely see you. It's getting dark. Obvious is behind you guys, <laughs> just like lightly labored breathing. Just I fucking hate <laughs> hiking. Why did we do this? I'm surprised uh, you came with us. Honestly. Oh gosh, are we there yet? I'll yell up to Tegan. <laughs> We're close. How close? <laughs> Close. I, I actually just put my hand up like that. <laughs> when you do that, you're almost the height of a regular person. It's adorable. <laughs> As you travel for a couple hours, uh, winding your way up these unfortunate paths, eventually you think that you see the last set of mountain spurs leading up into the actual barrier mountains. Uh, Tegan, you know this to be known as Devil Way. Devil Way. It's not a common name, um, but it's what has linked this place to your map. And you're probably getting a little bit excited at this point about the place you're at. Um, The sun has not yet set. It's still still high in the sky. It's probably like 6 p.m. on a spring day. So you still have a couple hours of light. Uh, But you know that you don't want to linger for too long. Regardless, those mad enough to travel this far finally lay eyes upon Devil's Way. The road, if you could even call it that, has dissipated entirely as if the landscape demanded it reclaimed. A quiet fog seems to eternally meet the turning of dirt to snow, and a peculiar crunch can be felt underfoot. The air is heavy and bitter. In the distance, two curved pillars can be seen between two ascending mountain spurs. 
seemingly the only forgiving pass leading farther up into the barrier mountains. I would add it is starting to get a little chilly, but the, the snow is higher up the hills. It's not like underfoot yet. Okay. I would like to see if I can get a perception check to see if my map is... If there's anything on the map or in the in the area that like would suss me in the right direction you so do you pull the map out or are you just operating on memory operating on men, men, memory okay make your perception check but there is one thing that you do notice without a check at all okay uh nat 20 okay perfect um immediately you see the curvature of these pillars and they're identical to the horns that are on the bottom corner of the map. I go towards that. Okay. Without even telling anybody. Everyone in the party, you notice TJ just sort of head right for this very, very ominous pass. Uh, are we going to stop her or? <laughs> uh, let's follow. Must be the right <sighs> way. Alright. Fine. Like, right now, I'm very much pigeonholed. I kind of forget that anyone's near me, with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your obsession is, is right there, you know, hopefully. A clue, at least. Um, with your natural 20, you come upon the pillars, and you note that there is... Here's seem like a, a cairn or a, like a, a barrow den, um, some sort of a graveyard that would have been piled with stones... Uh, you note immediately behind one of these tall, curved pillars, there's just a series of stones stacked. And it's right into the side of the mountain spur that would probably delve into a little cave. And you notice it immediately. You're like, why doesn't anyone else ever see this? <clears throat> I turn and look at the party very briefly, and I point at the cave. They're all I point very as confused. well with wide <laughs> eyes, just like, yeah, look. <laughs> uh, you think a horse is in a cave? Why would they go there? It's a or skeleton it... horse. I don't know. I don't know the habitat of, of skeleton horses. It's a cave. Let's go in and investigate. Why would you want to go into a closed off cave that probably will crash down on us as soon as we walk in? Okay. I'm sure it's been here for quite some time. I would like to do a, per, a deception check on the party. Okay. Uh, this will be contested by all of your passive insights. Jake, okay. make your deception check. Twenty. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no. What is your lie? I I give a little bit of truth in this and say, okay, I might have deceived you all a little bit, and I apologize for that. I really needed everyone to come out. Um, I am still investigating a horse, but I might have led us all here because not only is there a horse that might be in this in this cave, also, there might be some treasure. 
So the 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 lie is about the horse, but I want to tell people about the treasure as well. Okay. So you entice them with the the hint of treasure. Uh, do you just begin like throwing these stones out of the way and? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you can you can taste your answers. Must be back here. You begin to throw Vegan, the stones. Did you say treasure? I'm a hundred percent in. <laughs> and and I, I start. Treasure. I use my mold earth cantrip to like just launch stones out of the way. <laughs> Very nice. TJ, you begin pulling them out of the way, and then uh, Alaric begins just hefting entire, like, body-sized chunks of these stones aside with magic. Opeth looks over at Revius like, I can't. I... We can't let them go in there by themselves. This was such a waste of... Uh... Can you guys I... even see I... in the dark? I... I'm already here. <laughs> I can walk in there and literally not see anything. Oh my god, we have to go with you. Otherwise, you'll just be walking in blindly. You have a lamp. They're gonna get us killed. They're gonna get us killed, Gropish. We're, we're going to walk in there. There's going to be a bad support. It's an old mine. Who the fuck knows? Oh my gosh. If, I, if the Holy Hammer revives me, they're never gonna let this shit go. <laughs> you know what, guys? If you die, at least you die doing something fun. Okay? Like, this can, we, can we stop talking Moving about dying and just stones. start adventuring? You know what's fun? Drinking and talking about stories back at the, back at the same You're time. You're with two smugglers. What did you expect? Fair. As, Fair you, as, as TJ says this, uh, TJ pulls the last stone out of the way. And before you is a very dusty, roots hanging down in the, in the center of it, musty air comes spilling out. And there are dark stairs leading down. Hmm. I'll take Give me the lamp. I toss it to you. (laughs) And I put the I pour the oil in and then light it up. Okay. Light shines down into the dark cave, illuminating your path till the end of a narrow stone corridor that turns to the right at the end, maybe ten feet deep. Okay, so I definitely don't think there's a horse down here anymore. <laughs> Unless his name is don't. Mr. Ed. Oh, man. I could have never guessed that. Wow, a magical horse skeleton isn't roaming the fields. I didn't see that coming whatsoever! <laughs> so imagine, imagine, Revius. It can beat life, but it can't beat stairs. Amazing. I clap at, all, I clap at their sarcasm. <laughs> And I pick up the lamp and just head down these steps. Okay. What is wrong with her? Please. <laughs> you. Ah oh, man. Do you I should have bet her. I, we should have bet her if she could charge down here without stopping. I bet she would have run all the way by the end. I guess I'm I. I heard that. TJ begins running down into the. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I'm right behind because I okay. need some light to be able to see. So I, I need the lamp. <laughs> Excellent. The two. I'm just slowly you... walking. The two of you I'm race. Watching <laughs> I think I think Ed can charge ahead. Professor <laughs> is here. Revy is he just what? he snaps his fingers and makes a, a regular light cantrip on his fingers. So uh TJ has rushed down into the darkness, uh, with Alaric close behind. Kopesh and Revius are bringing up the rear, more cautiously perhaps. 
Yes. As you head down into the darkness, uh, the chamber opens up before you, TJ, and it's a large rectangular room. Uh, there is dirt, leaves, roots on the floor. However, it's just stone. It's a, a perfect so- stone square. There are no cracks. Like, it's not bricking. It's not stone. It's not even mortar or pasted. It's just flat stone. It's completely bizarre. And as you travel into the room, the light shining forth from the Lantern of Revealing shows that halfway through this chamber, into the darkness, there's just a straight line bisecting it. And beyond that line, it's pristine. And just before it on the ground, there's a small indentation about a rectangle about the size of your map. I turned and look at Alaric. You, I'm not seeing things, right? Like it, it, this place looks like it's untouched. Like it, it's clean. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not imagining that. Uh huh. No, it. Uh, right there, you can see it. I pull out my map and I place it into the spot. Okay. You walk the 20 paces into the room, into the the dirt side, you know, where just before this perfect sheen. And as you kneel down, you put the map into place. Suddenly, that corner with the devil's horns, magic ink spills across the parchment revealing that you are indeed in the correct place. Devil's Way, the Cursed Hills, the Mines, they all show up on the map. And then the ink continues to the north, coloring in the forest. A large tree in the center of the southern reaches of the Weirwood appears. Above it, inked is the words, The King's Tree. Okay. Uh, can I do a history check for the King's Tree to see if I've heard any kind of stories about it? Tegan, hmm. that's a cool map. Yeah. Th- thank you. Um, <laughs> do you have it out? Do you have it out to everybody right now? Yeah, it's 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 down on the ground. Uh. You didn't try to like lean over or anything like that. You're just like, you're, I was like, okay. Not 20 on that. Boom. Okay. You think you've heard <laughs> some sort of rumor about a mystical ancient tree, but even Alaric, who has spent a lot of time in this force, has never heard anything of it. Uh, so you think at best it's fae tale or folklore. And as you're excitedly scooping up the map to put it back in your pocket. So I'm like, where is the treasure? Basically what I say, just where is it? I don't see anything here. It's smooth stone. You look up and you see your reflections, which you did not see before. Except instead of you, you see silhouettes, brown and muddy, almost like glass looking back at you. 
humanoid shapes exactly mirroring you. The planes on their faces just flat angles of shaped glass. Does this remind me of the brown and muddy forms I saw a few hours ago? It does. How is this? Ah, well, um, whereas I think in the planes we saw some type of looking portal, this, and I'm like waving and just making sure that uh, waves back, waving to myself perfectly. This may be some kind of portal. Portal. Yes, uh, where it leads, I don't know, but I suspect it's some different plane. Tegan, how did you find this place? A lot of investigating. A lot of investigating. Uh, on the map, there was there was a horn kind of thing, and I thought it might have been here. Um, truthfully, just luck. That's kind of kind of my answer for you. Luck leads us in interesting places sometimes. Um, well, can I get up really close to the reflection and just uh, take a peek? Absolutely. Yeah, you get. What really are you close. doing? And what it, are you doing, Alaric? It approaches you. Thing? It is mirroring you perfectly. Uh, can I, I touch? Can, can I don't. touch it? What are you guys doing? <laughs> TJ investigating. What else would we be doing? TJ reaches um, a hand out. These are the kinds of things that we don't need to be touching. Does anything happen? It reaches a hand out. The two of you outstretch your hands, and your fingers touch at the glass. I don't actually feel the finger. I just touched the glass. You're not sure. You're pushing against something. But it just feels like glass. And then... I would like to... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Alaric, you hear the same voice you heard before. Welcome home. Foolish bow right. And the glass of the brown begins creeping up your finger and along your hand. Um, Can I pull it back? You pull your hand back. Yeah, and, and you sort of... Uh, step back, but the glass snaps away, but it continues to reach up your arm, just like that scene in the Matrix. Guys, I do not like this. I do not like this. Why would you what touch it? What is happening? Oh my god! Alaric, <laughs> <laughs> fix this! It's up to your elbow now. Mm. What do we do? Do you have a spell? I can cut off your arm if I need to, but I'd really rather not, guys. Don't cut what off my fuck? arm. I need that. <laughs> can I try shape water? Sure. If it's water. It is not water. You, you, But you snap yeah. the spell into existence and you focus your energy on his arm and nothing happens in a panic. Okay. You note that on the other side of the glass, you can see Tegan's flesh appearing on the image, but it's not mimic- mimicking Tegan anymore. It's just looking up at the flesh appearing on its hand. I'm going to point my hand at the mirror image and may I throw something at it? May I sure. throw a sacred flame at it? Sure. Uh, it, it can't dodge. So, I mean, flames erupt along the glass and you see the, the figures all 
stop mimicking you and they cast they skitter backwards into the darkness what the fuck <laughs> it's not our internet oh god there's things back there guys <laughs> yeah i know help it's up to your shoulder now tegan it's cold what do we do uh um, does it hurt tegan does it hurt N- no it just feels really weird and cold uh, i don't know what to do but but look in the mirror look I will Great, like they're it. stealing your skin. How do we stop it? <laughs> Can I take my, my rapier and try to, like, break the glass? Sure, yeah, you lunge forward with the rapier with the hand that's not becoming glass, and you pierce and a crack spiderwebs out. They all jump away from it, but um, it's up to your neck. It's creeping up Don't- to your face. Much is so good. Stand still. I'll try a spell. And I stick my hands out. I don't know if this is going to work, but I put my hands on you and I cast Sanctuary. Okay. Let's see if they can at least. At least somebody. It'll stop if somebody's actively casting a spell. The holy energy sort of washes over you, Tegan. And as soon as. Uh, I'm sorry. As soon as Kopesh pulls his hands away, the fingertips become brown and encased in glass. It begins moving up his arms as well. Oh shit! Oh no! Oh shit! Okay, that's enough. Everybody, oh. step back. And... Uh, Revia, stand away. Get away from us. This will just affect us. It looks like. Back up, and Revius um, summons something that has been tied under his shoulder, and a mechanical-looking arm comes out, and it sort of does this blast force of just great sound and I'm going to try to use Thunder Wave to shatter the mirror. Okay. Uh, you do so. The, the the tool that you keep hidden on your back comes to life and it, its angular metallic face uh, twists and turns and looks at the mirror and then this force field just boom, rushes out from the tip of it, shattering the mirror and as it cascades down to the ground, you look beyond and the figures are still there, although a little bit more corporeal. They rush you. They lunge across. Um, they they just I mean they're reaching for you. They grab you, and as soon as they do, their hands like they you just feel the cold around your wrists as they as they make it to you and they reach out and they grab you, and glass begins to creep up your bodies. And as it does, as it washes up your necks and over your faces, Alaric, you just hear the same words repeated, Welcome home. Welcome home. Don't be afraid. I need you. And darkness finds you all. That's fun, guys. I enjoyed this session. I enjoyed having this campaign. That was a good all, one, guys. Now they're all dead. Now they're all dead. Uh, we'll see you in another month when we roll up new characters. Yeah, what happens character when your DM I... doesn't give you a save and kills you in round one? Um, <laughs> so I would like you all to choose one proficiency. And some of you understand why. Um, we will go over it again later. But I do want this proficiency to be what you want to be willing to succeed at. Uh, it's kind of your roles. This is your corruption. Or your gift, depending on your perspective. 
want us to tell you or DM you or you can DM me. That'd probably be, be for the best. Um, the only thing I do want is for you all to have different ones. Um, yeah. And I do want it to be something enticing to use because there is there is an upside and there's a downside to using this. Skill proficiency? Yes. Not a saving throw? Okay. Correct. A skill that you don't want to be able to fail at, basically. Okay. Consciousness finds you. You're standing outside the devil's horns. The wall is flat. There's no evidence that there was a chamber there at all. The map is still clutched in your hands, Tegan. With the next location marked. Okay, who put something in my tea? I would like to say that I had nothing to do with that. No, really. What? What? What was it? Was it mushrooms? Did you poison me? Because that like, did not yeah. just happen. Guys, I had an amazing dream. <laughs> I got absorbed by some mirror creatures. It was extremely weird. So we all have the same memories, which means it actually happened. Ah uh, shit! I like look at my hands. Uh, I think that happened yeah. where's the cave was hmm. right here um we must have activated or deactivated something in there the hell Whatever i it is. we walked down there and we saw that mirror and then those things turned our hands to cold glass i don't what the hell happened Whatever it is, I have some connection to it. Um, those were the same type of figures that I saw before on the field. On the field, and uh, I heard the same voices here. This time, saying "Don't be afraid" and "Welcome home." And I need you. Uh, then why will the rest of us turn to glass figures as well? That's weird as shit. Maybe we should just go home. This shit's getting odd. Yeah, I did not enjoy that whatsoever. No. Why are we still here? Yeah. Guys, I think I'm glass now. To see this through. I need to see this through. Um. Alaric, you're one of the most stubborn bastards I've ever met in my life, and I know you're not going to let this thing go. It said, welcome home. This is this is some other plane. You can't hear these voices. Only I can hear these voices. I've got to know more. You know what we could hear and slash or feel was, you know, our bodies turning to glass and us possibly dying. I'm not quite sure on that yet. We did yeah, nothing, nothing we happened. Did. Are you sure? I've heard lots of times the 
tons of rituals can happen and you don't know their effects until you wake up with three heads. Or you have three heads forbid, a wing. Well, not in this case, but I've heard stories. Tegan, there was another location marked on the map, right? I nod. Uh, yeah, but King Street? Oh, I've great. I've never what, heard of it. But What kind of, what kind of finger is this going to give us? Maybe instead of turning to glass, we'll all turn to rock instead. So would that be better? I mean, we can't. We could go there. It's it's marked on the map. But like we have a we have a definitive location to go to. Hmm. Okay. Well, we. I feel like we are nowhere near prepared for whatever is waiting for us there because we weren't prepared for this. See. We weren't. We definitely. We just. Weren't. It sounds like an adventure. Sounds like we need to gather ourselves in some things. L- listen, as much as I bitched about going into the swamp, I never turned to glass in the swamp and passed out. So I just want to say that this is a, if this is your idea of getting treasure, then fuck, I'd rather be broke. And he stops himself and like, damn it, I'm, my language is going back to... <laughs> He's, he held himself back. He like breathes. Like, because, as much as I don't like it, I do think I need to check in the um, history department in uh, my mother's academia and see if I can find out anything about this. Someone must have written about this. I think it'd be a good idea to at least head back for a little while, figure out what's going on, and then make our way. If we're going to absolutely go and not be turned into my bathroom mirror again, then it'd be a good idea to venture out. I don't know. I'm freaking out right now. Look, we're we're already in this together. We all got whatever that was. I don't even want to think about it. But the very least we could do is be prepared when we uh, go to this place together. I can't believe I'm saying this. This King Street. Oh my gosh. We can uh, ask I, around about this phenomenon in town. Maybe something happened. Maybe there's people who know that if you turn a glass, maybe something happens. I don't freaking know. Yeah, but maybe we shouldn't ask too many people. I agree reluctantly. I really want to just get to King's Tree. Like, that's that's what I want to do, but (laughs) if everybody else wants to go and figure stuff out... I lean over. I bet you you can't beat me back to town. Oh. Oh, you bet. You bet. (laughs) I immediately start running. Okay. Um, Tegan, would you like to use survival? Yes. Yes, I would. Would you like to use corruption? Yes, I would. Okay. Roll for a survival check. Um, Kopesh, could you also roll a survival check for me? Uh, Jake, add 10 to your roll. (laughs) I got a nat one. Oof. So, what do you uh, have, Greg? You're muted. Eleven. <laughs> muting myself now. Um, I was talking shit, and I didn't want you to hear it. So here we go. Um, I also rolled an eleven. I rolled an eleven. So we both okay. got the same number. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but in the uh, corruption power, I look at you. Wonderful. It's it's excellent. Um. I apologize. They're doing yard work outside, and it's making it really hard for me to hear things. Um, 
TJ, you bolt after Kopesh, but Kopesh is running like the devil himself is behind his heels. Kopesh is over this shit, and he remembers the path pretty well, and he's, he's doing good. As soon as you run, you trip. Uh, no! You begin to fall down the hill, but as you fall, little you can see pools of water and glass appearing and lifting you up. So every time you would fall or if you would break your ankle, the glass meets you and a reflection pulls and a hand comes and pushes you in the right direction or uh, your foot lands on a bush that there was a hole underneath. Yet as soon as you broke through the roots, it became solid and presses you up again and pushes you forth. And even though you were falling, literally just head over heels, you're just neck to neck with Kopesh, who is just like, <laughs> just just chugging along. And you don't know how. You knew you fell, but you you never hit the ground. Uh, the rest of the party is keeping up with you, following you until you come upon a clearing. And uh, you you all kind of stop and start to catch your breath because you realize, like, okay, we're racing home, but it's an hour, you know, it's a couple hours. We can't just sprint the whole way home. So as you you come to a stop and you look at each other, uh, in the distance you see a deer. Is it a skeleton deer? It is not a skeleton deer, no. However... The deer leans over, gently drinking from a puddle of rain. Closer than normal. It should have heard you by now, especially the way you were rushing up on it. You would have noticed a flicker of its ear, a stiffness of its muscles, but nothing of the sort happens. It drunkenly lifts its head and twists its neck to the side so its ears are parallel to the horizon. It lets out a haggard bleat and walks forward, head still twisted. Finally, it contorts its body to stand on two hind legs. Its forelegs limp, slumped side to side along its body. Its head is still agog, its tongue lolls out to one side. It lurches back quickly towards you. It stops just as quickly, winds up its torso, stretches its back and pulls its head forward with another scream that echoes in the forest. Its head smacks the bark with a crunch. You see its tongue fall to the forest floor with some teeth. It stumbles backward again, still writhing awkwardly on its hind legs like a human imposter is within it. This time, it falls backward, using its body to crush its head into the puddle. The weird scream lilts out again, but is silenced by the water and replaced with a heavy gurgle that lasts almost too long until it finally subsides and the creature's muscles go limp. I have never seen anything like that. <clears throat> and I just sit down on the ground and kind of put my arms around my legs. The hell was that? I think it's time to wake up now because this is one of the worst nightmares I've ever had. Can I do an investigation check on the water? Absolutely. To see if there's like poison or coronite or anything in it? Yeah, yeah, make an investigation check. Be careful. I'm actually really concerned for you getting too close in this water. 
I got a six. Okay. You're you're really not sure. The water is messy. It's muddy. It's bloody. There's brain matter in it. Like uh, you're, oh. you're poking around with a stick. And as There's you do brain so, matter in it. It's like the the deer's brain is like oh. like it it smashed its head open. Uh guys, I I'm not one to say this. Uh, I think we should probably leave. Oh, one hundred percent. I think we should have come out here in the first place. Yeah, don't don't get close to it, TJ. We don't we don't know what was wrong with it. Well. Just from judging, I imagine that what killed it is that its brain is here. As, as you say that, TJ, you poke one last time with the stick, and out from like in between the two hemispheres of the brain, a small brown glass marble plops out and floats to the top of the pool. I pull out like a handkerchief. And pick it up and clean it. Okay. And then I yell over to Eric, Hey, do you know anything about this? And I, like, lift lift up the the handkerchief with this marble in it. And I see the marble? Yeah. Um, well, let me take a look. Without touching it, can I do an investigation check? Absolutely. Nineteen. Okay. You turn the marble over in your hands. You make a couple connections. One, you realize it's identical to the circumference of the hole in the hagstones. The other thing you realize is that there is an irregular feel to it. It's not polished smooth. As you look down into the brain matter, you see long slender spindles, like needles of coronite that seem to have pierced the creature's brain. And it looks like they were growing out of this marble. Um... I don't have good news here. Number one, there seems to be some amount of coronite in the deer's brain that originated from this marble. And coronite. Coronite, yeah. Oh, shit. And two, um, maybe a coincidence, maybe not. This stone... Reminds me of those holes in the rocks we saw in the plains. So, I guess we can safely assume that that rumor of that coronite is a little bit more unsafe is probably pretty accurate. Maybe. Or this marble is, is some way of weaponizing it. Um, well, given... There are a few other holes in those stone. I can surmise at least there may be three more of these, if not more. Fabius, do you think that you could like take it to your workshop and reverse engineer? Yeah, sure. I'll I'll take the diseased brain marble into my home and touch it with my tools and 
Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> Kopesh actually lets off a little laugh. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I look at her. I, I look at Revius, and I'm like, I'm not sure if you're being serious or not. Like, what do you I think? don't either. <laughs> this is. I don't like this sarcastic side of you. Are, Are you we... kidding? We're actually getting some real Revius for once. Not that guarded. I am uh... stressed. What um... do you want me to do? I I don't know if this is real. Uh. Are we even downriver? Where? Why is there Coronite here? That's a good question. Are we downriver? Secret DM force? You're south of the river, but you're uphill. Okay. Keep heading back. I think being out right now is probably not a good thing for any of our minds, any of our bodies. Can I just do a nature check really fast to see if I could tell where the uh, deer has been? Sure. Like, via, like, its excrements, or... Sure. You know, you know, just like... We'll we'll see what you get. Make your roll first. (laughs) Yeah, now it's six. Okay, yeah. Um, You don't see any fecal matter about... I guess you could, like, reach up its butt and find it, but... You're not feeling that adventurous today. It's been a long day. Um, I was just thinking, like, see if anything that ate was, like, indigenous to a different area of the air, of the it, town. It's a local deer. You you know it's a local deer. Um, yeah. It's a local creature. This is something very typically haunted or hunted in the area. Um, you know, you see some burrs uh, on it. And perhaps it's been close to the forest as well, but like they're only a few miles apart in some some areas. Uh, mm. It's pretty normal. You're not sure, but you think it's an indigenous creature. Well, I think that we need to go talk to uh, Mama Freehold. Yeah, I agree. I also agree. I'm a little intimidated, but excited. <laughs> I don't, I don't go any further than that. <laughs> okay. I'll try getting as much information as I can without talking to her, but I agree. She's the closest she... I know to an expert on Coronite. I can talk to her directly. So can I. Look over at TJ. I was like, you and I... <laughs> he just hangs his head. <laughs> she loves me. I'm an adorable girl. I'm... I... I'll stop. <laughs> like, it's like, huh? I'd be reprimanded if I went any further. I need to. I need to. Kopesh, your family would love it if if you married into my family. My dad hates me. He would continue to hate me no matter who. Your dad I would love you if you married into my family. <laughs> I don't know about that. The Gosh. four of you, reminding <laughs> of what you just witnessed and what happened to you, try to perhaps put it out of your minds by talking of light things like marrying each other there's no faster way to gross Kopesh out than thinking about marriage he's like I don't, I don't you return to Keir Hall the journey is as you expect you, you try to keep things light you try to enjoy each other's company but a lot is now weighing on your minds 
You can't help but wonder, what is up at the King Tree? Does it even exist? Will Alaric's mother have any secrets for you? Hope she has something else for us to Maybe treats and cookies. Well, she's not quite that kind of lady, unless the cookies uh, are metaphorical. I mean, but I mean, they don't have to. She doesn't have to make them. I mean, as long as they're like, you know, it's like it's like the dentist's office where they have like treats out. Like, okay. yeah, no, she's. It's well, you'll see when you get there. Um, yes. However, you return to Cure Hall. You return to the B and B, and that is where we will end today's session. Yay! <laughs> Ah! <laughs> <laughs>